Welcome to Your Mess or Mine. I'm your host, Mel. This show is for all the ones looking for the relationship they're supposed to be in. I'm a single mother of one eight-year-old and divorced from a 20-year marriage. Now here I am, three years living a single life. My mission here is to bring real, honest, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations to light. Join me on my personal journey of dating to help us all find how to make relationships work. I'm thrilled for you to be here and excited for you to hear this week's episode where Terry will share her dating journey after leaving a loveless marriage and finding out what it's like being single after divorce. If you're trying to figure out life after divorce or if you want to hear more crazy dating stories, this episode is for you. Now let's get into it. Hello, Terry. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. So um, let's go ahead and jump right into it and um, introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, um, My name's Terry. I am um, 49, but I will swear to my dying day that I am 21. Um, Girl, that's what I just was talking about too, how, you know, I really don't feel my age either. So yeah. I don't. I don't. And I, I mean, and I, I can sit there and tell you I am 21 and not bad an eye. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. So funny story real quick. Um, I, not too long ago, I saw this very much older man staring at me. And I'm like, oh, why is he looking at me? That's so creepy. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm about to, I'm 45. He's probably only a few years older than me. What am I talking about? So yeah, sometimes I forget too. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes. I, I honestly do not feel older than about 33, 35. Um, but I mean, I, if somebody asks me, I will, I will bet not bat an eye and say I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So dating single, single and dating on dating apps, not on dating apps. Um, single. Dating is like, okay. <laughs> dating complicated. Ish. We'll get into that later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dating is uh, <laughs> that's kind of up in the air. Kind of, I think I've been taken off the market, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So, oh, okay. We'd love to hear about that a little bit later. Okay, so when you were dating. Mm-hmm. Do you have any catfish stories or crazy first date stories or tell us, tell us one of, about one of those. We love to hear uh, those. <laughs> I have a catfish story, but I'll save that for the second for, you know, for after the first one. But I went okay. on, a, I went on a first date with a guy and we had been talking. He was really nice. We had a great connection. I let him come over to my apartment. And when he walked in, he, um, it was a small apartment. So I had my cabinets full with like canned goods, but I left the peanut butter on the counter right by the toaster. Cause I made peanut butter toast. And so I was like, I'll just leave it. I couldn't fit it in the cabinet anyway, but I just, you know, I told myself, well, I'm just going to leave it on the counter. Well, he walked into my kitchen and he was like, Oh, it's a cute apartment, but your kitchen needs to be tidied up. Granted, the only thing on my cabinet was peanut butter. And he tried to put the what? peanut butter in the cabinet and he couldn't put it in the cabinet. <laughs> oh my God. See, total, your, my mind is in the gutter because automatically I'm thinking, what did you want to do with that peanut butter? <laughs> and he's like, put it away. <laughs> he said, that's not what my mind, like where my mind was going with that. But okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so then... We 
we went to get pizza and we were going to watch a movie and he starts telling me that he wanted to watch me having sex with other men, particularly other men of color. And it's like, what? What? Oh, so what? I totally would have pegged him for the guy with the peanut butter doing something crazy with it instead of putting it in the cabinet after what you no. just said. No. On first date? Oh, yes. my. So first how... date. I was like, nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to work. So how long did you talk to him before you actually met him for the first date? A couple of weeks. We talked for a couple of weeks. And there was no, no indication that he was going to say something along those lines? I mean, no. he. No. Okay, very interesting. Because two weeks, I think, is a really good length of time to kind of get to know someone. That's usually was my rule, was um, talking for a good two weeks straight before I would actually meet someone. And that's very brave of you to do the let him meet at the apartment. What? Uh, so he must have made you feel very comfortable with that. He did. Yeah. He did. We, you know, we just seemed like we really had a good connection. And he, you know, he was funny and he made me laugh and he was really nice and very personable. And it was somebody that I could talk to for, for hours. And so I felt very comfortable with him. And then it was like, once, you know, that was over. Nope. We're not never talking to you again, blocked his number and everything. So how long was he there? How did you like rush him out the door once he said that? Or how did, how did it go after that? <laughs> it was <laughs> an awkward dead I, silence. What happened? Yeah. It was like, I mean, cause he, cause I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, huh? And I'm, you know, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, okay, is this something that I can get past or not? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, once you go on to other conversation, but when it's brought up a few more times, it's like, yeah, I don't think this is something that I can get past. Yeah. Definitely. It was not something you're comfortable with. Yeah. It was a couple of hours. It was a couple of hours. So, cause we did watch a movie and we, we had, we went and got pizza and we did come back and watch a movie. So yeah, it was a couple of hours. Okay. Well, good for you. I probably would have been like, well, you know, I forgot I actually have to give my dog a bath. So, yeah, you're, you're going to have to get out right now. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I have a Doberman and I should have I sucked my Doberman on him. <laughs> yeah. Let him out of the cage. Oh, my gosh. I mean, dating today in the today's world is quite interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's back up a little bit. So okay. when you um, wrote in, you um, so you're kind of newly dating because you were married. Uh, you had a couple of previous marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is definitely all new, I'm sure, to you as it is to me. Yes. Um, so I was married for 20 years. Yes. So for you, um, what do you look for now when you're dating because of your prior marriages? And if you want to share with listeners a little bit about your your uh, relationship history and things that you've kind of gone, gone through. Yeah. I, what I look for is, I I guess it's more of, well, what I don't look for, what I'm looking for to not have. um, I'm okay with, with alcohol to a point. If, if somebody drinks too much, I don't mind if somebody goes out with me and they drink, you know, a couple of drinks. I don't mind that. As long mm-hmm. as they can hold their alcohol, I can be around a drunk person as long as they're fine and it doesn't bother me. Um, drugs is a definite, no. Um, I did go out with, I not go out. I met a guy and he had gotten high, like right before he met me. And it's like, dude, no, know your audience. Oh my goodness. So, okay. And was this another first date? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a meet. It was like a meet, you know, a meet. And it, 
and he had he was high and you know and he kissed me and it smelled like cigarette smoke and i was like did you do you smoke and he's like no but i had a joint and i was like before you met me and i don't and i put on there that i don't do drugs and i was like know your audience and he still did you read my profile yeah yeah to this day he still tries to talk to me and i'm like dude you ruined that you (laughs) no (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of all down down and you know downhill but yeah um, so some things are deal breakers for some and some aren't as long as they're reading you know the profiles to kind of figure that out yeah so was that a problem in you when in one of your previous marriages was was drug or drugs or alcohol was that an issue that you've had to overcome before or yes my first marriage I when I was 19 I got married to my first husband I lived a very sheltered life I'd never been around anybody that uh drank or did drugs and I learned very quickly um, how that came about. He was a great guy as long as he was sober. And those moments turned into less and less frequent the longer that we were together till, I mean, it was, I rarely ever saw him sober. And uh, and the physical abuse was very um, bad when he was mm-hmm. drunk and high. Um, So I suffered, I suffered a lot of that. At the time I was still a senior in high school. And I remember um, he got a switch and and beat me with a switch. And I had to go to school the next day and pretend like nothing was wrong with me. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, so I, those things I kind of look for to stay away from. And because it's not something that I want to be around or in anger and violence. Right. Um, and so when I met my second husband, he was the exact opposite. He's yeah. very non-argumentative, very um, low-key, uh, very mellow, very easygoing, laid back, you know, not not very, not prone to anger. So it was like he was the match made in heaven compared to, you know, my first marriage. And yeah, so it's like you went complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you didn't want to go through that again, it sounds yeah. like. And yeah. he drank, but I never, ever, 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 in the 17 years that we were together, he drank, but I never saw him drunk. And he never, um, he never raised a hand towards me or made me feel threatened in any way. And that was, you know, that seemed like the perfect man. Mm-hmm. Seemed like the perfect man. But then what happened in the relationship where you decided to call it quits? I feel like we, I, I tell everybody the easy, the easy thing that I tell everybody is that we found ourselves on completely different paths, going in completely different directions. And we were no longer the partner the other person needed or wanted in their life at that point. That's a very um, politically correct, I guess you could say, answer for I wasn't what he wanted any longer. He no longer saw me as a value or an asset. Um, In fact, one of the things that he told me before we split up was the only thing you do good is cook. So I quit cooking. Oh. Um, Yeah. we, he wasn't affectionate. He never told me if I was pretty. When I would ask him, do you love me? He would tell me, yeah, I love you. And I'd ask him, well, what do you love about me? Oh, I don't know. 
You can't tell yeah. me anything that you love about me? No, no. Do you think I'm attractive? Yeah. Well, what do you find attractive about me? Oh, I don't know. So you don't, oh. you can't tell me anything that you find attractive about me? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Terry, I've had a relationship like that. And it's like, when you end it, it's hard to, for me anyway, I don't know about you. It's hard to find a support system when someone can't understand what it is to be in a loveless relationship where you feel like you're putting all the effort and you're doing all the work and you're just trying to pull any from anything, you know, tell me something, give me something because it's much more difficult. I think to be in a lonely relationship Mm -hmm. than be alone to just be alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I had rather be alone than be alone with somebody because that's lonelier than just being by myself. Yeah, definitely. And it got to where our, you know, he was never, he, we, you know, he was never big on um, sex. I just thought it was me, you know, that, and what I mean by that is maybe I just wanted it too much or something. And, but, you know, I, looking back on it, he just didn't have a very high sex drive and I would try lingerie and he would tell me, oh, that does nothing for me. That does nothing for me. Um, Even a couple of, about a year before we split up, I went and I had a lingerie photo shoot. And I did it to make myself feel better, to give myself confidence so I could see myself in a different light. Mm -hmm. And I had to force him to look at the pictures and then he would never touch them again. And he was like, that does nothing for me. I feel like we had the same relationship. I, I, did <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling myself. I've been working out. it. You know, I want to do, you know, a boudoir mm-hmm. suit. And I did. And, and same thing. It was like, well, why, why did you do this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I would think you'd be like, oh, yeah, she looks hot or something. Not yeah. going to give it to me. Not going to give me one compliment. So, yeah. yeah. And that's tough. It's definitely mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and then, you know, at a, at a point halfway through my marriage, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do to, you know, make him want me? And there was literally nothing I could do. Nothing. I mean, it just nothing at all. And it's hard to feel, it's hard to not feel like it's a reflection of you, the way they're treating you, but it's not, it's not a reflection of you. It's just the type of person that they are and their capabilities. That's what I had to tell myself too. When I entered the relationship, what were his capabilities? Have they changed? My Mm -hmm. expectations were too high for what he was capable of giving me. So once I figured that out and then like going into relationships moving forward, I, I find myself really looking for, is this man capable of my expectations because I'm not going to lower my expectations any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I thought about that, you know, set, set the expectations initially, and then you will have a relationship, a long-term relationship that you'll be happy with. I feel like, you know, I think what hurt me the most about my second marriage is like, I'm a giver and Christmas is a big deal to me. And so when he would tell me, he would tell me these things that he wanted and I would store them in my mind for Christmas. And then at Christmas, I would go and get him all these things that he wanted and he wouldn't buy me anything. Like the first few years we were together. Yeah, he would, he would buy me stuff that he knew that I wanted. And so, but then as time went on, it just became that he just, he wouldn't. And 
you know, he would tell me, well, if you want something, go get it yourself. Well, you know, I like to be surprised too. I like to open gifts that I don't know what they are to me. Yeah. If I know what it is. Why open it? I know what it is. And so he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't buy me stuff. I even sent him links to his phone where all I had to do is click on it and buy it. And probably, well, the year before, the year before we split up, I, you know, he, and every Christmas he would tell me, oh, I feel so bad because I didn't get you anything and you got me all this stuff. So that last year he told me that and I was like, well, you know what? Last year I sent you links. You didn't do it. And he's like, oh, those, well, I didn't even look at those. And I think that's where I realized that I loved him way more than he loved me. Yeah. And that I gave more into the relationship than what he gave. Mm -hmm. And then when I told him, you know, that how that bothered me and he's like, well, I just don't buy presents. And I said, but you used to. And he said, well, I guess I've been faking it. Oh, so now, now I struggle with the fear of, is this person real or are they faking it? Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my constant struggle is, can I trust them? Can I believe them? Yeah. Because I was, I was with this guy for 17 years and now he's going to tell me, well, I was faking it. Wow. After that many years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, um, doing a lot of personal development work, you know, self healing, um, coaching methods, I think are great. Um, knowing that I'm okay being alone, I feel like it's helped so much. And then, cause, cause I, I would have constantly the, the, what ifs, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. And then I start to think, you know what? I I'm okay. If it doesn't, I'm just going to live in this moment. Um, of course, I'm not going to go in everything blind and like let people run all over me and do whatever, but I'm going to have more of a plan for myself. And if somebody can match my energy, great. And if it doesn't, for some reason, work out, I'm okay with it now because I'm okay with who I am as a person. And I think that that takes a lot of pressure off myself and people while I'm dating them, if that makes sense. Right. And when I got out of my marriage, I wanted, I didn't want to be alone because I felt like I was alone in my whole marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to be alone now. I'm yeah. tired of being alone because I've been alone and I didn't want to do that. Any, I, you know, I didn't want to be lonely anymore and alone. And so, you know, so I did start dating like right after, I mean, I remember I had a date set up the day I moved into my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how did those dates go? Would you say that you, kind of lowered your expectations and standards because you wanted someone so badly or how did, how did it go for you? (laughs) They turned into friends with benefits. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I remember the date that I set up with, it was a guy that, um, and a great guy that I'm still friends with to this day, but it was a 30 year old and uh, a very good looking guy. Uh, So he was younger than me and he turned into, you know, he was a friends with benefits, but now he's like, and we had a really great connection and we can laugh and talk about anything, anything. And to this day, he will still call me just to, Hey, what are you doing? You know, I'm on my way home from work or I'm on my way home from a conference or I'm on my way home from church. And I just wanted to talk. And he does have a girlfriend and, 
but you know, if he, if he has stuff going on at work, he will call me and talk to me. If I have stuff going on, I will call him and talk to him. And, you know, he, he encourages me and I encourage him. I encourage him. And to me, I, I feel like he is one of my, one of my best friends, I guess you could say, even though, you know, he's a little bit younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you made a really good connection um, and friendship, but do you ever see anything going forward with that because, or, or do you not really want to because of the age difference or what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> the age difference doesn't bother me with him. I mean, Good. I get hit on a lot by younger guys, which is really weird to me. I do um, too, girl. <laughs> I, I, I like, where were you when I was, you're right. <laughs> um, but it's really, it's really weird to me. And I still have a problem with that, but I didn't have as much of a problem with that with him. Um, so would, would I, would I think about something further with him? If him and his girlfriend split up, heck yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he was a great guy. We had a lot of fun together and, you know, I mean, a lot of fun just going to the movies. We, you know, we laughed throughout the whole movie and, you know, just laugh and have a good time. Every time we're together, every time we talk, we laugh and we joke around and, you know, I trash talk the Dallas Cowboys to him because he's a big fan and, you know, <laughs> he trash talks everybody else to me. And we, we, yeah, I mean, if, if circumstances were different, yeah, I would, I would go out with him. I love that because I feel like there's a stigma with, the, you know, older women dating younger men, but there's not that with the older man and younger woman. Um, I think that that's starting to become not as taboo, I guess, mm -hmm. um, as the years have gone on. And I definitely date younger <laughs> as <Yeah>. well. Um, <coughs> don't, I don't think that age should stand in the way of, you know, creating a meaningful relationship. I really don't. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's great. Um, and then, so now moving forward, um, so you're kind of sort of seeing someone now. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, oh man, I met this guy on a dating app, uh, last December mm -hmm. and, um, I, talked to him for two or three days, met him at a kind of a neutral place. We met uh, in Bryan because he's from the Southern area <clears throat> and it was kind of a neutral, you know, a halfway point for both of us. And, um, and when I met him, he, you know, he told me some things that were going on in his life and he had a very complicated life that I did not want to be a part of. And, um, so once I, once I left, that was a, that was a coffee date that ended up turning out the coffee place was closed because it was on a, on a Sunday and I didn't know where anything was in Brian couldn't find anything. So it turned out us talking in my car. Um, so when we left, I told him, I said, I don't think this is going to work out. You have a lot going on and I don't want to be a part of it. I don't have drama in my life. I, you know, my relationship with my ex is completely drama free and I don't want to be a part of yours. Mm -hmm. And I got calls and texts every day for the next two weeks until he finally wore me down. And, um, and it was actually after that bad, really bad first date, um, 
with the guy telling me, you know, that I needed to put up my peanut butter and yeah, the peanut butter guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt really low that next day. So when this guy contacted me and he wanted me to meet him, I was like, well, you know what? Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's not like I have a whole lot of other options. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was feeling kind of down about the other date. And so I went and I met him and he was really nice. And I'm, you know, we, we met a few more times and it, you know, we probably met about four or five more times. And then I didn't hear from him again for two months. So I figured he just, you know, decided he wanted to, you know, the drama in his life was um, what he needed to concentrate on and, or he, you know, he decided to move on to someone else. I just figured he didn't want to talk to me anymore. And then um, two months later, uh, he showed up on the dating app in my area um, and had actually put his location as the same city that I live in so that I would pop up on, uh, so that he would pop up in my matches. Did he move? No, he didn't. Oh. No, he didn't. He just put his location as the same city that I'm in to pop up in my matches. Okay. So that he could, so that I would find him. And, um, I was just kind of like, you know, whatever. And he's, he lost his phone numbers. Um, again, goes back to all the drama that he was going through, but, um, which I'm not going to get into that, but, um. So is he drama free <laughs> or close to it? it, it what are your thoughts? We're working in that. We're working in that. We're, we're, you know, we're moving forward a little bit on that. Okay. Um, but so it's been, in my point of view, it's been off and on for the last year. Um, his point of view, it hasn't been off and on. It's just, I just need, I just need a break for a minute. Mm-hmm. And my, I love that you were upfront and honest about it too, you know? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I mean, there has been some, I have told this guy some really choice words sometimes. I, I, I have, I, there have been times that I have just really just, given him a piece of my mind and he's never come back and lashed out at me or cussed me or, you know, he would give me a day or two and then call me and act like nothing happened and has pursued me for the last 13 months. Wow. You really get to know someone when there's conflict, how they respond or react to conflict. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, the most he's ever told me is quit being a, I don't know if I can say that word on here. Oh, it's, it's fine. Explicit. It's fine. <laughs> but the most he's ever said to me is quit being a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's the most he's ever said. And, but he's never like cussed me. He's never, and I have, and I've been rude. I mean, when I say I've been rude, I've been, you know, I've been very rude and told him all you are is a pretty face. That's it. You, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and go, you know, dip your dick into anybody you can find and just leave me alone, man or woman. I don't care. Just leave me alone. And, uh, <clears throat> and he's never come back with anger at me. He's never come back with cussing me out. He hasn't dumped me, which I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's a big one for me, um, is any kind of name calling, Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, that's my deal breaker personally. I, I won't yeah. engage in that. Um, even be, even as 
being called like crazy or something. Cause I'm like, that's not something that you would say to someone that you truly care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that you might say about like an ex or something like that. But if you're yeah. in a relationship with somebody, I feel like that's not um, something I'm willing to tolerate for right. me. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, like he's, you know, he's not wanting me to, get on the dating apps anymore. And he's, you know, he's wanting to move forward with something with me. He's wanting us to be exclusive. Um, and this. And how are you feeling about that though? Actually, I'm I'm kind of scared. I mean, I, I'm not, I know who he is and, you know, and I know, I know the issues that he comes with. And so I'm scared because I still have that fear of, are you lying to me? And this is all fake to you. Or are you telling mm-hmm. me the truth? And so, and you know, one thing you have to really do is trust. I feel like a lot of people don't really trust their, I mean, when people say trust your gut, it's a real thing. Like I would say, just trust your instinct, trust your gut, um, because you're going to have that feeling before your mind has a chance to like catch up to it. So it's genuinely the gut feeling that you're feeling inside. I would go with that. Um, whenever you're kind of like soul searching, kind of trying to figure out what to do with him. And, and then also just make sure you're not just doing it like to people pleased because you feel like, Oh, well, you know, this is what he wants out of it. So just really like, think about that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going into it because that's what he wants. So heaven forbid. (laughs) 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 I'm not doing it because that's what he wants, but I mean, I really care about this guy a lot. I do. And, you know, he's wormed his way inside and I've done everything in my power to keep him from worming his way inside. And he just keeps doing it. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I know I'm scared because, you know, I've I've seen that post on Facebook where it's, you know, uh, I'm I'm afraid of falling and them just pretending, mm-hmm. and that's that's where I'm at. I'm afraid of having feelings, and then they're just playing games and pretending with me. And because my ex husband was pretending, so you know I that's that's a real fear to me. Yeah, and I and I'm constantly second guessing myself all the time. And you say, listen to your gut. Well, when I do soul searching again, I know the drama and I know, you know, I know the issues and I'm okay with those going Mm -hmm. forward and being patient. Yeah. Um, As long as they're not deal breakers. then yeah. Yeah. And being patient. And, um, but I know it can be scary sometimes, but at the end of the day, if you kind of just like ask yourself the questions of, okay, so say he isn't being his authentic self, then what happens? You know what I mean? Did I get through the last time that um, I had that relationship where he wasn't being his true authentic self? He was faking it. Yes. Are Am I going to be fine again? Yes. You know what I mean? When you start mm-hmm. to think that way, mm-hmm. it's easier for you to like let your guard down and be your authentic self, open up in the relationship and just see what happens, you know? 
And that's what I'm because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be okay. Just yeah. like you were before. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And you know what, you know, and like you said something earlier when we were talking that, you know, uh, and it kind of goes along with what you just said. And I, I'm trying to think of what you said earlier and it would just really played a part in how I feel, but it's, you know, I'm enjoying the moment, you know, and yeah. I, you know, it may not last, it may, I may get hurt, but I just want to be with this person for now. You know, yeah. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't care what the future. Nobody holds. does. Nobody does. And yeah. I, I, you know, I know I'm not going to get married again. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to be stuck ever again with anybody. You know, if, if you're not happy and I'm not happy, just walk out. That's <laughs> just go. I, I don't want to have to deal with papers and red tape and legal, legal stuff. Nope. Just go. Let's just end it and go. But yeah, I think that's, that's, you know, preference for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. But don't let your fear hold you back. If that's something that you want to revisit in the future. Yeah. And I think, and that was very, very good words that I really liked what you said about, you know, that what you said is, enjoy it. And that's what I want to do. I want to enjoy it for today, for right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not walking into it blind. I'm not walking into it with, you know, with stars in my eyes and rose colored glasses. I know the issues that are, are, you know, are there. And, but for right now, I want to be with this person. Good. I like that. I definitely feel like that just changes a lot of things, a lot of ways of thinking when you start to think about what's happening now. Am I enjoying myself now? Am I living in the moment now? Yes. Okay. And just enjoy life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what we, I mean, I, I would love to hear more about what happens between the two of you. If you'd like to come back on and just give us a follow-up. Oh yeah. I would, I would love, love to. That. Perfect. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Okay. Anything else? Any anything else that you want to have a conversation about? We can have a conversation about. <laughs> I think we have some fun stories to follow up with as well. Some of your other dating stories, I would love to hear about also. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one guy that I he ended up being good friends with benefits too. But um, my mom would always tell me she was like, "I like him because he makes me laugh. He always loses his phone." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely hear about stories about that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I loved speaking with you. It was so much fun. I enjoyed and my time and I appreciate you giving me the time and letting me come on here and just kind of share my life and, you know. Well, we loved it. And it sounds like you're going moving in the right direction. So I hope so. I hope so. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, thanks so much for coming on and we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and want to give you a sneak peek at next week's episode where I'll be interviewing a guy in his thirties dating who shares a dating story where he trusted his gut and it may have saved his life. I can't wait for you to hear it on the next episode. If you find this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show so more people can find your mess or mine organically. If you have questions about anything we've talked about, 
please drop me a line at yourmessormine at outlook.com. I read every email I get, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mel, and I'll see you on the next episode.